Amen. Your name, His name, a name above all names. Amen. He said, when you pray, just use my name. Have you ever had people tell you when you go to a certain restaurant or you go someplace, tell them I sent you. <laughs> you'll get a good place. You'll get a good seat. You'll, get a, a, you'll have favor. Jesus said, when you pray, use my name, and you'll see things happen because the God can't refuse you because it's just like Jesus praying when you use his name. Amen? Amen. Can I get a hallelujah or a thank you, Jesus, or something out of that? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad he didn't leave us comfortless. He said, I'll give you my name. You can use it. The Holy Spirit will help you. And whatever you're facing, he's able to handle and settle for you. Now, I got a good message for you today. I'm pretty excited to give it. Here it is, just right here. No. <laughs> I feel like just mailing it in, saying, okay, this is good. But it's in my heart, so hopefully it'll come out the way uh, it's supposed to. So let's pray together. Let's help Pastor Chuck be able to speak this. Father, thank you for bringing us together. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is here to encourage, strengthen, and give us hope in everything that we're facing. We give you praise and glory and honor for what you're doing today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I, I like to give messages that, you know, you can relate to, it's pertinent to your life, things that you can use during the week so that you can overcome every situation you're facing. So let me start out with this question. How many of you look at your life, your schedule, your responsibilities, and all you have to do, I mean, and all that you have to do, and you say, I don't know if I can do all that. I don't know if I'm capable. I don't know if I have enough time. I don't know if I have the ability to do all that I'm supposed to do. Is anybody here can say that, looking at what you're looking at, what you need to do, raise kids, go to work, uh, uh, be a, a spouse, a wife, a, a, a mother, uh, a husband, a father? All these things take a lot of effort, and you have to be able to have the Lord on your side, don't you? Amen. Sometimes I look at my schedule, and I go like, I can't do all that. All the things, we got the, the, uh, the New Heart Talent Contest, we got Angie Ritchie coming, we got to get everything set up, we've got insurance problems, we've got things that we have to take care of. I'm going like, ah, let me just step back a minute, relax, <laughs> and know that the Lord is on my side, amen? Because we fight an invisible battle called stress. You ever heard of it, stress? <laughs> we have all certain kinds of stress in this world, right? We have financial stress. Health stress, work stress, family stress, neighbor stress, work stress, all kinds of stress. What, what is stress? Stress is something that's coming against you from the outside, and you don't have the ability on the inside to cope with it. That's what stress is. Some people just flip out. They freak out, you know. And, and we're having more and more stress, even in America now, than we had before, even though we have all the conveniences, I mean, we got the iPhone, we got the internet, we got fast food restaurants, everything we can have like in an instant. But we get so upset when things don't go our way exactly the way we want them, as fast as we want them. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> so, but, but stress is a good thing in some respects because it makes you want to stop your car when somebody in, the front, in front of you breaks real quick. It makes you want to, oh, I got to hit the brake, right? It makes you want to study when there's a test. There's a little, little bit of stress, but you have to overcome it because otherwise you're going to get a bad grade. It makes you study the message before you get here on Sunday because you don't want to look bad in front of everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> I know in baseball and in sports, 
when you have a big situation, what they teach you to do is not get too caught up in it. Don't be so excited, but know how to slow the moment down, relax, and do what you're supposed to do, what you've been trained to do. And that's what it is as Christians. When we see situations that are facing us, too hard to handle, we, get, we don't want to get caught up in the moment and go, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Just calm down, relax. you got the Lord on your side. He's with you, and he can handle whatever you're facing. So that's what we have to do as Christians when we face things that are so insurmountable, overwhelming, and we have to slow the moment down because stress does something to your mind and your body. Did you know that? Yeah. Keeps you up at night. Makes you worry, makes you think about things that you don't need to think about. Yep. It causes, uh, what, what does it do in your body? Cause your blood pressure to go up, give you heart problems, stomach aches, muscle aches, all these things. And, and he just, you know, Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. You know, don't, don't, don't get so worked up. Fear not, for I am with thee, right? So we know that these things come so that we can have the victory. And so if you're in a battle, know that you're going to have the victory because God is with you. Now, King David, he had his share of, of troubles, did he not? But here's the amazing thing. He never lost a battle. Why? Because he stayed focused on the Lord, stayed with his relationship with him, and he was overcome, able to overcome and defeat all of his enemies. Never lost a battle. Pretty good record, isn't it? How about you? Have you overcome every obstacle, every battle that you face? Do you see God do the victory? Sometimes it takes a little while, but we're not supposed to stress out because what? The Lord desires that you have peace. He is the God of peace. Jesus said, I am the Prince of Peace. The Apostle Paul said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. You know, take all the grace and all the peace that you want. Amen. So in Psalms 29, 11, let's see it here on the screen. It says, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Proverbs 2.24 says, When thou layest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Isn't that nice to know you lay your head down on the pillow? God's got everything in, under control. Why? Because he doesn't sleep or slumber. He's working for you on your behalf while you're sleeping. I know sometimes I go to bed and I go, Lord, I don't know how that's going to work out. And you wake up the next day and it's, oh, it's all, it's all settled. I'll take care of it. Well, praise the Lord. Jesus said as we... So, as we said in John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, but let not your heart be troubled, let it not be afraid. So we as Christians are supposed to have peace. Isn't that true? Now, uh, God's going to give us a formula through the Apostle Paul on how to have peace. Are you ready for the formula? We need the formula. And, and uh, Sister uh, Cecilia is going to come. And give us the scripture, well-known scripture, but we're going to break it down into the steps so that we can find out exactly what we're supposed to do. Precious people of God, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your requests be known to God. And the God of peace, which surpasses all understanding, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. She got it. 
So we're going to break this down a little bit, okay? The first thing you're, you're supposed to do is be anxious for nothing. Now, why would Paul say that? I mean, what planet is he living on anyway? <laughs> I got things to be concerned about. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I go, okay, we got to have this and we got to do that. But he said, I want you to apply the principles here. And, and, and let's look at his life. Do you think he had pressures and, and problems? Well, let's look at it. He was re rejected by his own countrymen. He was abused, and they sought to kill him. He was stoned, shipwrecked, beaten, and sent into prison. And he said, do not be anxious, friend. Don't worry about anything. Don't fret. Don't be concerned. How could he do that? So the next time you wake up at night, or the next time stress finds you up early in the morning, next time your heart is racing, your blood pressure is going up, because you're anxious about what awaits you around the corner, what you're going to face that day. I want you to hear the words of the Apostle Paul. says, be anxious for nothing. <laughs> be careful. Don't be worried or concerned. Don't be stressed out. And here's another translation of that word, nothing. Are you ready for this? It also means no one. Don't let anybody get under your skin. Don't let anybody bug you. Don't let anybody upset your spirit. No, but let nobody steal your joy. Let nobody put fear in your heart. I, I don't know why some people get so upset about somebody else and what they're doing. Leave them alone. <laughs> you got enough problems of your own. Let them work their, out, their own salvation what, with fear and trembling. So the Apostle Paul says there's something fundamentally wrong if a person is trusting in God but is still worrying, how can you come to church, talk to the Lord, receive all the promises of God, and then go back home and say, well, I don't know what I'm going to do about my finances. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, you, you've got the promise of God that you have to believe that he's going to do those things that he's called you to do. Amen? Amen. Paul says that you must know that there's a quick formula to deal with your anxiety. There's something to do to handle this stress, and it's called a pathway to peace. So let's read on. It says, everything you do, first thing you do, is pray, which a lot of times people don't do. A lot of times people say, I've got to try to figure this out. I've got to call somebody. I've got to find out, you know, what's the whole, I've got to figure out how to finagle and how to get away from this situation. The first thing you've got to do is pray unto the Lord. Praise God. Now, I want to give you another Greek uh, word here. When Paul says pray, it really means a place of prayer. In other words, create a place, a space where you can get alone with God and pray to him in secret. Isn't that what Jesus said? When you pray, go to your room, shut the door, pray in secret, and the God who sees in secret will reward you openly. A lot of times people get up here and they give testimonies and, and you wonder, oh, I, I wish I could have that. I wish I could do that. Well, you don't know what they did to get to the place where they're able to be able to testify. They had to get into that secret place, find God there, and then you create a space where God can come in. Amen? So you have to dwell with, the, with God in a close proximity. You have to be face-to-face, eye-to-eye. You have to, you know, know him. So a lot of times, here's our prayer. Lord, fix this. Lord, move this. Change this. Bless this. Heal this. Work this out. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you dump all your prayer requests on the Lord, and you say, Lord, you fix it, and I'll come back when it's all done. But that's not the way. We're supposed to have fellowship. 
The Bible says to wait upon the Lord. He will renew your strength. Now, an example of that is last week, Patricia and Rosie, uh, Gabriel and Veronica, we went to Golden Corral, and they had all you can eat for $25. <laughs> I mean, they had food all over the place. And, and you could go and eat as much as you want, for as long as you want. <laughs> and, and so we, we had to get somewhere at 2 o'clock, so we, ha- we could only eat you know, a certain amount. And, and we ate as much as we could. And as we left, we had, you know, food in our cheeks. No. <laughs> and then we left at 2 o'clock. And so Veronica and Gabriel had to leave as well. And so we went to Marianne's mother's house. That's what we were scheduled to do. And so Rosie texts me at 5 o'clock. She goes, we're still here. And we're thinking about going to get some more food. I go, no, that's fellowship, okay? That's just, not, that's just not going and getting what you need and leaving like we did. They hung around and talked and socialized. And I don't know what they could talk about for three hours. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, my, my vocabulary doesn't go that long. I mean, I, I get to like maybe half an hour, and that, I've said everything that I need to say. What more is there to say? But when you get with the Lord, he's got a lot to say. You have to just sit and absorb and listen to him, spend time with him. That's what he wants. That's what he desires. Wait upon the Lord, and he will renew your strength. Amen? So we have to, you know, and I know there is a, a distance between the time that you say amen and the time that you actually see your prayer answered. Isn't that right? And, and what do you need in the meantime? Patience. Oh, yes, patience. We don't like patience, right? (laughs) Through faith and patience, you'll inherit the promises. I have a story of Marianne's friend at uh, her previous work. And she's at a a job where the the boss is just a tyrant. I mean, just mean and promises her to promote her and then doesn't promote her and then talks bad about her and then makes her come into work when when nobody else is working. And it's just like, oh, she's ready to pull her hair out. And so she, for five years, she was looking for a job. And, you know, she, she applied a couple of places. They didn't accept her application. Then finally, she got so close about two months ago, and, and she took second in the interview process. Isn't that frustrating? Oh, you wait all that time. You th- Even the boss called her up and said, you know what? We really like you, and, and we're going to, you know, make sure that we consider you. But they didn't. They hired somebody that was in-house. And so, you know, your heart drops. You go, oh, man. How, how can I get so close? God, where are you? What's happening here? So she just called yesterday when we were driving. She says, someone from another department knew I was looking for a job, and they hired me. She rejoiced five years waiting, not giving up. But in the meantime, she kept a good attitude. She kept a good spirit about her. You have to continue to, to believe, trust in God, even though you don't see the answer right away. Can I get anybody? Can anybody relate to that? So, so that's what we have to do. We have to be uh, continually in faith. And so, then the Apostle Paul gives us another second uh, word. It says, "Pray with supplication." What's that mean? Supplication. Anybody know what that means? Supplication. 
it means like all out. <laughs> I mean, it's laying before the Lord. It's emptying yourself. It's saying, Lord, if you don't come through now, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm so tired of going through this. I have anxiety. I need you to work. And I'll give you a story here. It's in uh, uh, Hannah. Anybody know the story about Hannah? Yes. Hannah was without child. And she was married to this guy. And they had another, he had another wife. In those days, you could have two wives. I, I think one's enough, but... Anyway, he had, he had two wives. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. That's a lively house, wouldn't you say? <laughs> anyway, he only, this guy only had two wives. And so um, he, his wife couldn't have a child. The Bible says the Lord closed up her womb. Why? I don't know. I don't know these things, okay? But so she, the other wife was having all kinds of babies, you know, sons and daughters, and she was taunting her, saying like, okay, I'm going to go offer my sacrifice for my children. <laughs> and, and, and so it just hurt her heart so much. And this happened year after year after year, okay? And what do you do? I mean, you're praying to God, you're asking God. So the, last, the next time she went to the, the temple... Let's, let's see how she prays. She said, she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept deeply in anguish. This is not a happy prayer. This is not a Lord bless me, take care of me. This is like, God, I'm in anguish. I'm hurting. I have anxiety. I have, whoa, bitterness. And then the priest came and said, Lord, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Are you drunk? What, what? You had too much. It's too early in the, in the day. You're murmuring and slobbering all over the place here. She said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. She's bitter. She's anguished. She's sorrowful. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. That's what supplication is. Poured out your soul to the Lord. Have you been there? I, I, not many times that you get there when you do that, but this is an earnest, heartfelt prayer. And that's what a petition is. It's, a, it's an act of entreating in a humble and earnest petition to the Lord. She was petitioning him all this time, and it culminated in this final crescent of emotion and saying, Lord, please, now, and then she made a deal with the Lord. Have you ever made a deal with the Lord? Oh, yeah, I have. I have for sure. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you all the days of my life. Amen. I didn't ever keep up with my bargain, but he did with his. But finally, I got to the point where I did commit my life to the Lord. Because I couldn't keep up with my promise, but he could keep up with his. So she made a deal with the Lord. She said, if you give me a boy, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you, and you can have him all the days of his life. So guess who she got? Samuel, the guy that wrote this book. He wrote another book that's in the Bible as well. She gave him to the Lord. And I know a lot of ministers say that their, their moms gave their life to the Lord, and so they're kind of like captured. They can't really go anywhere. They can't. We did that with Charles while he was in Marianne's womb. He said, you're going to serve the Lord. <laughs> you're going to love the Lord <laughs> all the days of your life. <laughs> Amen. So... That's the good part, right? So he says, when you, when you pray, when you supplicate, 
let your requests be made known unto God. Praise the Lord. Now, now so that's a good thing because you pray to a God that can do something. He, he's not only willing, but he's able. And I know he's busy, right? He, uh, we can say, okay, you know that God, he's running the whole universe, is he not? He's keeping the stars in their sockets. He's, he's working on all the brothers that need to have know him. He's working on all the countries that need to have deliverance. He's keeping the orbits in their proper perspective. But yet, he still is considered or considerate of you. And that's why David was so surprised. In Psalms 8, he writes this. In Psalms 8, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit or care for him? He said, I know you got all, yeah, you know what mindful means? His mind is full of thinking about you. Yeah. Amen? When you wake up in the morning, you say, Lord, I, I need some, some money for rent or I need some money for this or for that. He said, I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about how I can promote you, how I can take care of you, how I can position things to happen yeah. in your behalf. Amen? He's, he, he's mindful of us. He's, he's considerate of us. He's, he's, his heart goes out to us. And he'll find a way to get the answer to you after you pray, after you supplicate, after you make your request known unto him. He'll bring something or someone around to help you. Just the other week, our water heater uh, was leaking. I said, oh, no, here we go, here we go. There's water on the carpet. There's water behind the wall. I'm going, this could be big. <laughs> but what does the Bible say? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. So I prayed to God. I said, God, help me. That's a pretty good prayer. I use that a lot. Lord, help me. And so I tried a couple of friends that I knew that were plumbers, and they, oh, man, they took me on a rabbit trail. Well, you know, we got to get a, a cord, a, you know, a, a wire that goes out to the street so it can be drained out, you know, and there's a lot of water damage in the back here. And I don't know. This, this is a big job. I go, okay, that doesn't sound good. So I called my brother Richard, Richard Salgado. I said, Richard, I know you, you manage apartments. Can you recommend a good plumber? He goes, yeah, I got just the one for you. And he came, and he also told me, talk to the insurance company. Sometimes they cover those things. I go, okay, Richard, thank you so much. You're used of God. <laughs> so I called the insurance company. The insurance company came, and they said, oh, yeah, we'll take care. We, we won't take care of the uh, water heater, but all the damage that it caused, we'll take care of it. Amen. They gave us a big check, covered everything that didn't really need to be done, because when Richard's plumber came, he said, oh, no, all you just need is the, is the water heater. You know, just clean the carpet. The thing in the back, it'll dry. Everything's cool. I said, praise the Lord, hallelujah. So, so my tragedy turned into triumph, amen? <laughs> my catastrophe <laughs> turned into a victory, amen? Why? I didn't get anxious for anything. I, I, someone told me this, is when, when tragedy comes or things happen to you, don't react right away. Don't, don't respond. How you respond is the way God is going to react to you. Remember when uh, they came to Jesus and, and he was, uh, this man was asking for him to come and heal his daughter and then they, the, another news came and said, oh, don't worry, don't bother the master. The, the woman, is, the lady has died, your, your daughter has died. And he turned quickly around and said, don't, 
don't doubt, just believe. He didn't want doubt to get in there. So I can remember when we were at another church, uh, even before the church that we were at before, and uh, we, we, we had a parsonage on the parking lot. And so they had, you know, light posts and things like that. And One day it was kind of cloudy and foggy, so I got in the car and I was looking at my notes and I put it in drive and went forward and <laughs> a pole, I hit a pole. That wasn't there, though, the night before, so I don't know what happened. This big cement pole, I ran right into it. So my first reaction was not to slam my hand on the dashboard, not to curse anything. <laughs> I said, Lord, can you get me out of this? And when you stay calm, when you stay in the moment, you don't get frantic. You just call upon the name of the Lord. He said, go talk to so-and-so who has a body shop. Or he works at a body shop, and I called him, and he said, bring it on in. We'll take care of it for you. And I said, can you do it like in a day before Marianne gets home? Because I don't want to really <laughs> tell her what happened. He said, no, that's going to take a little while. I said, okay, I'll bring it in. And I didn't have a car, but the pastor there said, oh, you could borrow my car for a week or two. I said, the Lord took care of everything. I didn't get frantic. I didn't, I didn't you know, get upset. When we were playing baseball, we had this guy, that he played shortstop for us, and every time we get, got into a big game, you can relate to this, uh, he, he, he would mess up. And I go, why are, you do, why are you messing up on the big game? He goes, I don't know. It seems like every time there's a big game, I, I, I have a bad day. I go, no, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. On the big days, you have your best game. Put that in your mind. Put that in your thought. And, and, and don't succumb to the pressure. Don't give in to the moment. And so the next week they had a tournament, and they won the tournament. And he said, I had a great day. I, had, I was fabulous. It's all in the mindset. It's all in knowing how to trust in the Lord. Praise God. So what have we, we got so far? We're going to pray. Well, first, we're not going to get upset. We're not going to get anxious at nobody, no thing. Is that right? Don't get mad at your neighbor. Don't get mad at your wife because they left the heater on or something. Just be calm. You know, you can't, you can't put the gas on for very long in December Did you guys or January. Did you guys know that? Yeah. It's going to go up like three. So we're, we're wearing coats and jackets to bed, okay? <laughs> we are not going to pay $300 for the gas bill, okay? We're going to stay warm <laughs> in Jesus' name. So um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, you got to pray. <laughs> I was going back to seeing Mary Ann in the kitchen with a big leather, <laughs> leather jacket on. I go, okay, baby, we're going to be, we're going to save money. We're saving money here. <laughs> and so uh, you got to pray, right? Find a place, you know, secret place where you can pray. I, I had a friend that went to New York. Uh, anybody from New York? Anybody in New York? No? Everybody's out here West Coast? Cool. Uh, anyway, he went to the, his family was in the projects. They had a place in the project, and I don't know, it's like a small little place, like 1,100 square feet, and they had, you know, so many people living in there. And he came back, and he goes, you know, I, I tried to find a secret place, but I, I couldn't find it with all those kids, and, and all the doors, they took the, the, the doors off the hinges so that they had room to go from place to place. They didn't have the doors hitting the TV or anything. He says, so I, look, I tried to find a place, a secret place to pray, but there's no doors. There was only one door that was there. Do you know which one it was? The bathroom. Guess where he went? In the bathroom to pray. And they'd be knocking on the door. Reuben, what are you doing? Come out of there. I'm praying. I'm praying. Okay, come on. We, we only have one bathroom. Get, get done praying. He said he had a hard time 
finding a secret place. We don't have a hard time finding a secret place. In fact, we have a, a good house, and so I have a lot of places to find a secret place. In fact, Marianne says, I don't, sometimes I can't even find him. I don't know where, where he went, what room. <laughs> Chuck, where are you? <laughs> I'm in the secret place. Okay. So find a secret place. Lay before the Lord with supplication. Put your whole, ho- whole heart into it. And then here's another thing. With thanksgiving. Why did he tag that on there? With thanksgiving. He wants you to have a good attitude when you pray. He wants you to be grateful for what he's done already. A lot of times we get so tunnel vision, thinking, oh man, we got this big problem, but we forget all the things that he's done for us. How he's provided for us, brought us through, arranged things, got us jobs, all these things that he's done. We forget how fortunate we are and how blessed we are, and we just think about this one thing that we're facing. He says, I want you to pray with thanksgiving. Know that if I worked it out in the past, I'll work it out in the future. Just be patient, you know. God is working for your good. So he says, thanksgiving is, to, is like, in the life of a believer, it's like seasoning on your food. Amen? I'm trying to give you a word picture here. Some people, when they eat, they, they have to have salt. They, <laughs> that's the first amen I heard from him today, okay? They, and, 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 and I don't know. They put so much salt on there. It's like, can you taste the food or do you just taste salt? I mean, they, they, they do an avalanche, you know, like. Shh, 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 shh. I'm going like, you could stop any time. I go, okay, well, praise the Lord. I don't ha- even have salt on my food. I haven't got accustomed to it. Amen. Some people like hot sauce. They like sriracha. My good friend Arturo in the back there, he loves sriracha. He, sriracha? He doesn't, go, he doesn't eat anything if it doesn't have that on there. Oh, a waiter, do you have some sriracha? I need, please, you know, I got some right here, praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, that tastes good. So our prayer should be seasoned with thanksgiving. Don't be so upset and complaining and, you know, just know that God hears your prayer. Praise God. We should always pray with an attitude of gratitude. So when you're stressed out, when you're anxious, when you can't sleep at night, pray into God. Give him your supplications. Pray in his name, and he'll come through for you. Praise the Lord. Now, a couple more things before we go. Because what happens when you do all this is the formula for peace. And here's what happens after you've done that. A peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, right? So a peace that you can't understand. I know I'm going through some things, but I have the peace of God. I know things don't look real good, but I have the peace of God. That's why, you know, when we have funerals, funeral services, homegoings, the kids, they, they're not even conscious of what's going on. They're running and playing and shouting and getting in the dirt, and it breaks up everything. You know, it's good to have kids sometimes like that. It brings you back to reality. Life is still going on. Praise the Lord. So a peace that passes all understanding will do what? Guard your heart and your mind. And if you look up that word guard, it's not only keeping things out, but it's keeping things in. Amen? Let me give you an example. So it locks some stuff in. It keeps anxiety out, but it locks in joy. 
It keeps frustration out, but it locks faith in. It keeps worry out, but it gives you strength to carry on. You see how that works? The illustration is a ship in the ocean is on the water, is it not? That's okay, right, if it's on the water. But if the water gets in the boat, guess what happens? It sinks. You can be above the trouble. You can be sailing and moving along with trouble all around you. But if the trouble gets in you, you're going to sink. It guards your heart and your mind. That's why you can face the day every day because you're guarded. The joy that you have gives you strength. Praise the Lord. Uh, so when we uh, come to God, pray, supplicate with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. See, we're praying to a God that can do some things, right? A lot of times, if you go to somebody and you tell them all your problems, you know, you know, this is my, my husband, this, my wife, that, my job, this, my car, that, my health, this. They can't help you. <laughs> Say, brother, I, I need, I need $1,000. Oh, really? I can't help you, brother. I, just, I, got, I got nothing, right? But the Lord says... I own the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is mine and the fullness thereof. It's not hard for him to get the money to you. Praise the Lord. You just have to be in a position and a place where you can receive from him. So the prayer, the supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. Sometimes we don't even talk. Sometimes the stress is so bad that we can't even get a prayer out. You ever been there? It just freezes you. You're just like, oh, there's no hope. I've been trying, I've been praying, nothing's happening, I give up. No, continue supplicating with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. God says that he will withhold no good gift from us. Is that amazing or what? He will withhold no good gift. So there's some things I've prayed for. There's only, he's really given me everything that I've asked except for one thing. And I'm still waiting for that one thing. Amen? But it's not that he's withholding it from me. He's, I just can't get into that realm of being able to receive it from him. Amen? I, I, I need to get that, that pathway. So when I get to heaven, if I don't get it, I still got a good life. Amen? But when I get to heaven, I go, Lord, how come that didn't work out? And he'll explain it to me. Amen? And, and it, probably when I get there, I'm not even going to care. But... <laughs> I know he's not trying to withhold it from me. He wants to give it and get it to me. So my job is to receive it from him. So I listen to tapes. I listen to videos. I, I watch other people. Because have you ever known somebody that had like an ear problem and they can't hear and they go to a, a minister and they pray for him and like all, everybody's ear pops and opens up? I go like, how, how could that be? I pray for people, their ears don't pop up. I, I got I to get, get into that realm where I'm seeing the Lord work. I got to get into the glory. I got to do some more praying and supplicating and separating myself unto the Lord and try to get his vibe or his spirit to be able to overcome that. And you probably all have to too. Amen? We can't have these casual prayers and expect God to move supernaturally. We have to have a, a real heartfelt prayer unto the Lord. Amen? Okay, so... In pro let's, couple last three scriptures, and then we're going to pray. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. This is a good scripture. 
Got any enemies? God said he'll make them have peace with you. Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. You want to have your mind, you know, uh, perfect, have perfect peace? Get your mind thinking about the Lord, thinking about Jesus, thinking about his word and how good and how wonderful he is. And Proverbs 30, 20, the last scripture, my words are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. You have problems in your flesh? His word will heal you. The same word that made you is able to heal you. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you for being an encouragement to us that we don't have to stress out, we don't have to be anxious for anything, but we know that we have you on our side, that we can pray and supplicate and give thanks before it even happens, knowing that, Lord, you're working for our good. We give you praise and glory and honor for what you're doing in our life, that you guard our hearts and our minds so that we don't get caught up in the moment, but we look to you and know that you're working together for our good. And we thank you that the peace that passes all understanding will guard us, keep us. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.